Civil Group, Real Estate and Ramblings, Episode 7, Special Guest, Brad Pat. Woohoo! So, Brad, what we first do before I get into introducing you is Michael will usually talk about his lovely piece of music that he used to start the podcast. Yes. So, so. that was uh, Frank Sinatra singing the classic High Hopes, which uh, I figured... I would play today since the Phillies are in the first game of the wild card series. Let's go Phillies, Phillies, baby. Yeah. And Harry Callis would sing high hopes after every playoff win, or now they played after every win. And so it's thanks. a mighty jingle too, Michael. Yeah, it's great. Excellent selection. I mean, who doesn't like a good Frank Sinatra? Period. So I got Period my high hopes today. hat on. Courtesy of Bernie Gillespie. Nice. And I'll be supporting all my high hopes by going down to the game tonight. Of and we've got high will. hopes in the real estate business as well. We always do. Yes. We always do, especially with the civil group. <laughs> <laughs> so, everybody, as you can hear, today on our podcast... Very special guest. ...is our special guest, Brad Pat. We actually call him Douglas. Oh, Not boy. sure why that is. Which oh, I guess, why, I, guess why, I should tell that story that, what, a little bit. Why are you going to do this to Brad? I mean, he's Douglas nice enough bit. to come in here, and you're going <laughs> to tell this story that's going to be in the podcast universe forever. With you two. Like, why are you going to do this, poor well, guy? Well, he was very formal and calling me Jennifer. But you're going to do so the guy dirty day... on our podcast like that? We haven't even gotten five minutes in, and you're like totally... I need to explain Jesus, why we're going to call him Douglas a little bit. But I'm on my toes I mean, today, Jen. you need to be on your toes always. Unbelievable. He called me Jennifer, and, you know, only my mother technically calls me Jennifer. And so I called him. Now. I called him Bradley. Of which I was very quickly corrected. And Bradley no, you're correct. is not your first name. It is not. It is not. It is Donald. Your first name not is Douglas. Donald. You're really confusing everybody out in their podcast world, but thank you, Jennifer. And so I turned Donald into Douglas, and it's been Douglas ever since. But I'm Doug, flattered. But your uncle was Douglas. Father and uncle, identical twin brothers, but my father's Donald, Uncle Doug. So not the right side, but. But close For you, Jen, I'll answer to most anything. Ah. You'll always be Douglas to me. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> anyway, can we get and, back on track here? And you have a swanky new title. So why don't you tell us what Whoa. your job is at Fox & Roach? So honored to be a regional president within the Berkshire Hathaway Fox & Roach family. I'm the uh, regional president for the Lehigh Valley, Bucks, Montgomery, and Chestnut Hill. Wow. There you go. Look at so that. to translate, Brad is lucky <clears throat> enough to be our boss, I guess, technically. I prefer a co-worker. Although, Partner you know, in crime. Partner in crime. Here to support you any way I can. And for all of you out there that know us, you know what a tough job that must be for Brad to be the three of our... It's having to deal with you? to say the least. I'll I mean, tell you that much. It's always entertaining, though. It is, it? A, starting right here. <laughs> That's well, right. Now well, we got well. you on a podcast. Um, so, Michael's going to start off. We're going to talk to Brad about the market a little bit and how we're finding the real estate real estate corporate. Well, I, I, wanted, I wanted to rewind before we of get into the do. state of the state. Of you know, I was more interested in Brad and his real estate background. I think it's in his blood. And I was hoping that he would share a little bit about that and um, where and when he, you know, became an agent. Yes, sir. 
and some of some of some of that detail, Jennifer. Thank you. Thank you, Mike. Yeah, Should we go been, back uh, to the frat days, or are we going to go? No, no, go right no frat days there? needed. Um, it's been a 26-year run. I was licensed in 1997. It's amazing to think it was that long ago, but I grew up around the business. My grandfather, Charlie Pat, started a company in 1953. We'll be celebrating 60 years this year. Uh, with his partner, Morton White. They were in downtown Allentown, and the broker fired Morton White, who was one of the most ethical professional individuals in the business. And my grandfather said, if you're firing Mort, I'm walking out with him. And they started Pat White Company based on their appeal for each other. They're expiring to deliver a professional and ethical experience in the real estate industry. Mort went on to be um, president, I believe, at the NAR level. Charlie was very involved in the appraisal uh, institute and they sold insurance and real estate services. And then in the late 70s, after my father and uncle, Doug, uh, identical okay. twin brothers returned from the Air Force, they got into the real estate business and grew Pat White Company in the Lehigh Valley through the uh, early 2000s in partnering with other brokers of like minds and uh, a variety of franchises. And we grew into the market share leader in the Lehigh Valley Partnered with Fox and Roach in 2006. Um, I was a salesperson at the beginning. My father was very quick to not show nepotism, to not interfere with the relationships we had with the other agents in the office. So I really went out, carved my own business. And to be honest, my first year, I struggled a bit to find my niche, to find my groove in the business. Uh, the turning point was in year two, really taking seriously having a database and marketing on a good cadence to that database that I was in the business offering market statistics and really taking a business approach and quickly turned into a top producing agent within my second and third year uh, in the Lehigh Valley footprint, got into leadership in 2006 originally in the Lehigh Valley, then into Bucks, and then in 2019 into Montgomery, and thankfully Chestnut Hill Marketplace. L lucky us. Lucky Lucky Brad. me, <laughs> clearly. So that's the history, and I love what I do. And did you just residential? Uh, primarily residential, for sure. Yeah. Uh, I do help, at, at the company level, drive commercial initiatives, commercial support. We have a commercial agent advisory team that we really look to support Agents interested in commercial and those top producing specific commercial agents have the resources they need to compete with national commercial franchises and brokers. Uh, but my primary forte was residential. Nice. What do you think your favorite part of being the boss is? I, I don't use the word boss. I use the word coworker. I mean, <laughs> you know, to me, it's it's being here right now. It's getting to know our sales professionals, it's understanding how we as a company and I personally can better support you in achieving your professional goals. And I really take a lot of pride and, and passion towards that mission. I really get uh, energy from helping others and to find solutions and to be the best broker and the best you know, individual leader that I can possibly be. Do you think that's what... Uh pretty much makes Fox and Roach so different from so many other brokerages or really corporate brokerages is the family environment and the fact that we've been such a long-standing regional leader and started by a family and kept up that way, similar to how you started? 
It's a great question, and it's one that, you know, really does resonate with me, having come from a family business culture and seeing our CEO, Larry Flick, five, you know, and the relationship he has with agents and the mission that I think we collectively share as a leadership team is to, while we're a larger company, provide real people, real resources, um, and I'm grateful to have the leadership team I personally work with and the leaders I look across the company are truly second to none and are truly on a mission to help their sales professionals do business better, to be the professionals uh, in the industry. And I think we do that well, that we're large but yet intimate in our support with a real mission to help sales professionals deliver that professional level of service. I mean, it really does differentiate us from, I think, a lot of other brokerages that compete with us in the region. It's the difference of how Fox & Roach was started and the, and the tight-knit group that Fox & Roach has created. I'm glad you feel that, Jen. I don't know if Mike does, but I know you do. I, I interrupted <laughs> Michael's train of questioning, but he can pick right back up. No, I totally, I totally feel that, and I think that's why um, Jennifer, Mark, and I continue to make the commitment to Fox & Roach because that's exactly... Um, what it's meant for me since 2004, growing the civil group um, with the support of Fox and Roach. I mean, why would I, why would we have been nurtured, um, supported, and helped to grow one of the best teams in the Philadelphia area? Amen. And then be like, oh, I'm going to go over here. And I'm going to be a cheerleader for this this new, new shiny toy and totally forget all of the support that helped build the business in the first place. And for who? Some New York bankers? Like, w w really? So I, I feel very uh, strongly about Fox and Roach, um, their, their commitment the family atmosphere, that's never changed for me. Well, I think that's the root of our team has stemmed from that. I mean, that's always the vision we've had from the team, but you and I are both career Fox and Roachers, and so I think that that probably the root of our business and our team stem from what we learned from our leadership group way back. It's awesome. Thank you both for your, your commitment and comments. It's not taken lightly, and it's... It's great. It's what we aspire to deliver and to truly help individuals to go down their path from if they want to remain an independent agent and be a top agent or they want to grow a team or they want support in, you know, that team's growth long term. We're here to do that and to partner with you. So I also you. find it to be very beneficial that the decision makers for our company are 20 minutes away for face to face meeting when we need it. Um, and, you know, the support that comes out of those interactions um, have been tremendous. And I know that that's given not just to us because we're top producers. I know that's given to any agent in our company. Agreed. Thank you. Um, so in that, in that note, you know, teams are, are changing the way that brokerages operate, right? And... Um, I think, uh, I think as we've grown, uh, we've done so not with, you know, there's been bumps in the road in terms of our interactions with Fox and Roach kind of sometimes 
doing things the way they've always done things and not changing as quickly as we would like things to change because of how quickly we have to change to be competitive with some of the other teams and what they're doing in the area. But how has the advent right, of teams changed your management style? Yeah, or the corporate management style? It's a great question. You know, as a company, we always want to continue to evolve and to cater to our customer, the sales professional. And obviously, the element of teams, the growth of teams is real. It's not going away. And it's something that we embrace at a company level. We want to be able to support, again, both individual agents, agents that aspire to develop a team and current teams. And that does take forward thinking vision and thought and care. You know, working with the civil group personally in your geographic expansion into regions, we as a company need to, you know, back office, figure out the elements that impact the day-to-day behind the scenes at the company level without you feeling those changes or those questions or those needs. And that's our responsibility to you to support your growth and other teams' growth in geographic areas, in skill set, in training on, again, an individual that may wish to start a team. What does that look like? Who do I hire first? What do team contracts look like? What are sample commission structures? What do they look like? You know, our mission is to support growth, no matter what that looks and feels like. And to me, again, on the, the leadership side, It's doing that in a way to get your input, understand the end goal, and behind the scenes do what we need to at a company level to help you achieve that success and not feel any, you know, pains or frustrations along the way. Well, I I think real estate in general has changed so much and evolved so much and the, the level of teams, we're all entrepreneurs pretty much at our core. And the very, very good teams are the team leaders that understand that they're running their own business within a business. And then the good brokerages are the brokerages that can support that business and help that business grow and understand that, you know, you have to do it in a way where you're not impeding how a team does things. But like you said, you're making sure that we have everything we need to continue to grow. And I think teams... Teams have become a large part of the real estate industry, and I don't think it's going anywhere anytime soon, and it's good for the consumer. It's I mean, good for the consumer, and you touched on a key point, Jen. We get into this business because we're entrepreneurial-spirited. Whether, again, you're an individual practitioner or you're a team leader, you're aspiring to create your own business. And you know, to many operators, independent contractors, when they get to a certain level, a team is a natural uh, evolution or it's an intended evolution uh, and, and that needs to be embraced. I, I completely agree. It's not going away. And to me, our job as a broker is to support your growth and to give you the resources for that growth. If you want to be a team of three or a team of 30, we want to be here to support you every step of the way. And yeah. has that ch- that's <clears throat> changed over the years because you were so sole proprietor focused. And, and it was, you know, it was a change in the industry that we need to embrace and we do embrace very very clearly um and it's something you know having been in the business for 26 years it's something that it it wasn't commonplace when i first began in the industry it is today and i think it's smart you know how to operate you've got tools and systems and marketing that's unique to the civil group and you're able to apply that and help other people grow as 
individual team members on your team. Mm -hmm. Other teams do the same. So again, as a broker, our mission is to support that growth, whatever it looks like it being independent or team. So something um, I keep hearing um, or reading or seeing on the socials is um, all this talk of what a challenging market we're now in, right? And um, not that we're unique, but I think sometimes when the market is, quote, challenging, it, 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 it hasn't been for us because we find ourselves busy professionals in, in, in what we do. Like, um, we're constantly getting listings, we're constantly having new reloads, take new positions, relo in, relo out. Um, that I feel we're very fortunate in the, you know, just the drum roll of business that we do, but I know that there are people and people on our team that are having challenges because of the tight inventory, um, the lack of units to sell their buyers, um, and how challenging it is to be, be competitive and get listings, right? Um, but from a corporate side and fourth quarter going into 2024, I mean, what, what are you feeling in terms of the state of the market um, and how, you know, what, what you're forecasting for quarter four, start of 2024, and you don't have to give us your Fed TED talk, but, you know, what you're <laughs> feeling personally is kind of what Well, I'm and sure. you gauge the temperature of so many agents in for so sure. many different areas. Yeah. So should I start the TED talk now? I'm just kidding. The Fed TED talk. The Fed yeah. TED talk. You know, as we see the market shift, and this is obviously a, a down market compared to the unbelievable boom we saw post COVID, which was artificial. You know, that wasn't a normal market and that started the current craze that we have right now. But this to me is a professional's market. When the tide goes out, you know who's swimming naked. And those that are prospecting, those that are marketing, those that are really doubling down on their business are achieving great success in this market and in every market. So as we look to the close of 2023, it's going to be continued high rates. I mean, the Fed's most recent meeting says rates higher for longer. I think we have to be prepared for that looking into 2024. A lot of forecasts late summer were predicting interest rates to come down in 24 and in turn free up inventory. I don't know that that's gonna be the case necessarily. As a company, we're forecasting a 2% increase in average sale price in 2024 and basically flat units to 2023. 2023, we're running at about 20% less unit sales than 2022. So still a good market for the remainder of this year, not a great market, similar interest rates throughout 24. Um, you know, as we look at the interest rate impact, we had unsustainable rates. Jen, as you and I were discussing yeah. this morning, I refinanced my house at 2.875. My first house I purchased at 8% and refied at 6.5 and thought I made a great move. So I think, you know, 2022, we had rates basically double from 3 to 6%. Now which throughout, is where they should be, which really. is where they're uh, yeah. historically, yeah. you know, very normal. 
2023, we've seen rates tick up a bit into seven, seven and a half, depending on the day. Um, as the market becomes more um, understanding that that's the norm now, folks that were on the sideline but might have had life changes, death, divorce, diapers, diamonds, downsizing, whatever the case may be, those folks waited on the side thinking when rates come down, I'll make a move. I think that those folks may come to market in 24 to some degree, offering a bit more inventory than we've seen to date. Um, and people have to remember, you love the home, you date the rate, and we don't always put our arms around that. You know, if mm -hmm. people are interested, they've had a life change, they should really look at a property that will fulfill their goals, their dreams, make the purchase, make the sale in their current home, and refinance it in a year or two when rates, I'm certain, will be down from the highs mm -hmm. right now. Mm -hmm. But we're also seeing the flip side of sellers who are in – Wanting to, you know, wanting to possibly sell, move away from the large, empty house that they're in, mm -hmm. but their rate is so low, and the market's so competitive on where they would downsize to, that it's cost prohibitive. It's like, well, wait a second, you know, that's listed for eight hundred, and you're telling me I'm going to have to spend a million, and I want a mortgage, and it's going to be at seven, but I don't have a mortgage now, or I have a mortgage at three percent. Yeah. So I'm just going to like hang out. And I'm not going to lie. That's a reality of the market today. Supplies at 1.7 months supply. A normal market is five to six months supply. And that means at the current rate of sale, it would only take 1.6 months to consume the entire inventory, if that were a reality. But, you know, that to me is where the market for the professional comes into play, that they need a trusted real estate professional to guide them through that mission. They don't want to be in their current home. They're concerned about making the acquisition of a new property. Given the slight inventory, who can help me do that? And to me, that's an agent that is dedicated to their craft, that's on point, understands the market statistics, and takes the job as a mm -hmm. professional. Well, professional. So I'm going to go off the rails a little bit here for a second because I'm I think so it's because I I think it's important. I tried to keep control no, 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 of the situation. No, no, no. This it's is like a, taming this, a this wild is, horse. No, I mean here Listen, it comes. I, I might be a dead horse from time to time on these podcasts about our peers and lack of professionalism, but I think it's important to relay some of the things that we go through day in and day out because people think they're professional but they carry themselves in a way that makes it more challenging, right? So like if you're negotiating a $2 million transaction, right? Like you shouldn't, and it, you know, maybe your seller didn't like some of the terms, right? You don't send a text message to the buy side, like we're not interested. You know, like what aren't you interested in? Is it just the number? Is it the settlement date? Well, and you're is doing it the your, inclusion. I would say you're doing your seller a disservice. They may, because you're well, not working well, in with this the buyer's agent to try and make the deal happen. Well, but not only that. In this instance, they made the seller look like a jackass. And instead of picking up the phone and having a professional conversation yeah. with the other professional agent on the other end of the line, so basically. We still got the deal done, did we not, Jennifer? We did. Well, actually, not we. You got the deal done, yes. did you not, Jennifer? <laughs> I did. Right, you got the deal done, but it took, what, a whole day? A whole weekend. Yeah, a whole weekend when, when you were so, supposed to be in Florida celebrating your parents' 50th wedding anniversary. Correct. 
So I was working. Because, I because, of, because of a lazy text message. Mike, I think your point is it's we're all in the same sandbox, playing in the sandbox. We're all going to do business with each other if you're at the top of your game. So treat each other with respect. I think one thing that I take great pride in is when I hear from other brokers, when they get deals from our company, they're solid deals, they're professionally written, and I like to believe, and I truly do, that we are the place for the professionals. So I think realizing no matter what company the agent is in on the opposite side of the transaction, treat each other with respect, with care, with communication. The end goal is to try to get the deal together for both parties if that's what the parties wish. And our job is to help them get there in a, in a sophisticated professional yeah. fashion. Yeah, pick up the phone well, I was just or send say, a detailed email, I was not, say a, not just always, a stupid text message. Well, we always – two things that we always beat into our agents. Um, one is the person on the other end is not your adversary. They're your colleague for the next 100%. month or two, and you've got to treat them as such. Correct. And two, a text message can be taken – in so many different ways that you need to pick up the phone and have a conversation. I, mean, there and I think were, there's a generation that that's all they do, and that's not how you transact real estate. It's not how you transact business in general, not just real estate. Agreed. And when you're at a $2 million plus transaction and you've got a buyer that wants to buy and a seller that wants to sell, then you should be able to pick up the phone and make that happen. Maybe they just don't want to talk to you. Maybe. You got the deal done. Congratulations. We did. And how was your party? <laughs> <laughs> Happy anniversary of your parents, by the way. Yeah, she's she's a guest sometimes when awesome. Michael decides to pick up the phone. Phone and Mama Renella. Yeah, awesome. For insight. Uh, good. We surprised the heck out of him. So it was good. Wonderful. It was really fun. Yeah. Those are the yeah. things that matter in life. That's right. That's right. So, Michael, do we have any other questions since you're the question guy here uh, for Mr. Douglas Brad Pat? I don't think so. I appreciate you coming in it's my pleasure I, I think it's time to wrap up brad thank you so much um everybody you've wasted another 30 minutes of real estate ramblings with michael and myself and brad pat thank please, you for the opportunity please dm us at the civil group on instagram with any questions you have and we will address those questions at the beginning of our next podcast go phils Thank you for listening. Enjoy the rest of this wonderful time of year, and we'll see you again on Real Estate and Rambling. Go Phils! I hope to all. God bless America.